Hello, my name is Nate with my pod pal Phil coming at you with another episode of the Hoop Scoop Pod. We are here breaking down everything important that happened in week five in the NBA. Let's get right into it. All right, Phil. So let's get right into it. I want to start off with the Clippers who we got our first look at them with their full squad for the most part. They're still missing Landry Shamit right now who I think will be a valuable piece um, with his three-point shooting. But cool, we got our first player. look at Yep, we got our first look at them with PG and Kawhi. They've rattled off three straight wins, um, beating, beating the Celtics, Rockets, and Pelicans all at home. I just want to get teams. Yeah, all, all teams that will give you a run for your money. Um, so I just want your initial take. What, what are you seeing with the Clippers right now? What are your initial thoughts with them, with their two superstars? I think they're as advertised. Like, I mean, you knew they were going to be like the dominant force, just like looking at their roster up and down because they were so deep last year and just adding on two all-stars, two top five MVP. At least PG was top three. I forget where Kawhi landed, but it's definitely top eight or ten. And you're just adding crazy talent like that on top of your dearth of girth in your in your NBA players. They've just got a girthy amount of NBA quality players. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um we both picked them to win the title preseason. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not backing off that pick. Uh, right, you know, right. They haven't played the most efficiently thus far, but that's expected with the yeah. new team. But you could just see the talent, um, and on both sides of the ball too. They're going to give teams fits defensively. Oh, for um, sure. I mean, the way that they handled the Celtics, and especially the way they contained Kemba Walker, was was really crazy to watch. Um, they they have so many players they can switch. When when they throwing out when they're throwing out Paul George Kawhi, um, Pat Mon- Bev. Pat Bev Montrez, I mean like the one I guess the the one guy that teams will probably try to target is when they Williams out there they might try to get him in pick and rolls and get him switched but I, I mean there's so much versatility out there you so got people shooting. covering the paint you'll be you'll be okay yeah um, the Clippers right now they're starting their dominance in the West. Um, Specifically, the Kawhi Paul George duo. What do you see with them? Are you um, are there any concerns with that, or Honestly, do you think it's going to be smooth sailing? I mean, if there's going to be growing pains, but like their personalities are just so well fit for like having that kind of talent on the same team because those are two guys where they're like, I'm just like calm and hesitant, and like I'll I'll let you take it if if you're rolling with it, if you're vibing. That's all you, man. I can hang out. Kawhi is not the guy where he's like, I need the ball in my hands. I need to score all the time. And you can just chill and hang out. Like Paul George had to go through with Russ, even though Russ was trying to, you know, defer to him sometimes. Paul George would still just mope around at the corner, just waiting for a three. That wouldn't happen. It would just be like a bad turnover to Steven Adams by Westbrook. (laughs) But now he has like a different kind of, it's a different mindset, different vibe. Paul George still brings the same kind of like mentality and it works better because the mentalities are more similar and they, you know, mesh. But what do you think? Yeah, um, they had, you know, they've had some games where they struggled shooting, but that's okay. Um, you're not gonna shoot, um, you know, crazy efficiently every game, but the the chemistry is gonna be fine. It looks fine. I just think it makes it so much easier when you have two superstars that are both comfortable, just kind of spotting up. Right. I think that's where we've seen like duos kind of go through more growing pains in the past. Um, I think that's part of the reason why, like, Curry and Durant, on top of them just being absolutely loaded, like, 
I mean, Durant, like, at worst, is just a ridiculous spot-up threat. And it's, it's, it's kind of the same with Paul George, where you can just have Kawhi run the offense. You can even have Lou Williams run the offense. And you have, you have Paul George on the weak side, and you don't get much of a better spot-up threat than Paul George. I mean, he's a, an elite three-point shooter. So is Kawhi Leonard, an elite three-point shooter. So it just makes it so easy when they can both play off ball. When you, when you have two stars that can both play off ball, it makes it really hard to deal with because, like, worst-case scenario, they're just ridiculous spot-up threats. Exactly. That's what made it so hard for the Heat in the beginning because Dwayne Wade yeah. had to take on that role where he was like, yeah, definitely. I'm off the like, ball, yeah. I'm spotting up. I got to figure this out. Got to get used to because he wasn't as efficient of a three point shooter or just mid range fella in the beginning, yeah. but he, he figured it out and he found his ways, you know. And then Clay Thompson with the Warriors was just easy because he literally is, he doesn't need the ball. He'll dribble like 12 times and get you 30. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, the, the Clippers are just so deep too. I mean, we saw probably one of the best games of the year so far was this uh, recent uh, matchup between the Rockets and the Clippers. Oh, and. Yeah. I mean, Lou Williams, like, they just they just handed him the keys to the offense in the second half. I mean, when you have Paul George going 4 for 15, you have Kawhi, you know, playing solid but not giving you crazy volume, scoring 24 points. Like, and Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell are, are giving you 26 points, 18 for, for Montrez. It's like, uh, I don't even, you know, there's so many weapons. There's so many ways you can turn with this offense. Um they're going to be a problem. Yeah. They're going to be a problem. And Speaking of that real quick, what do you want to say about the Rockets' relative downturn as of the past few games? Listen, like, the Rockets are the Rockets. Um, I Yeah, I'm, they've lost three straight. They've lost three straight against two good teams. Good teams. They've lost, they lost to the Nuggets. They lost to the Clippers. They lost to the Mavericks, three teams that are playing really good basketball. Right. Um, but listen, that's what I was saying in, in the last pod. Like people were quick to jump on the Rockets bandwagon, and I'm I still have my doubts about whether this style is a winning style when it comes to playoff basketball. Like, can you beat the Bulls like they did earlier, and you know route them and have Harden score forty points? Of course you can. Can you beat the Timberwolves by twenty? Of course you can. Can you beat a struggling Trailblazers? Like, these are the kind of games that. Those are gimmies. They're, just, they're playing gimmies, and, and then when they actually get the tall. And they're going to rack up wins against those teams, but I just don't know if this is a winning style the way they play. Um, I was watching some of their game last night against Dallas, and like Harden looked visibly frustrated at times. Teams are really adjusting their defenses, by the way, too. I don't know if you've seen any of it. Like I've seen, yeah. They're, they're, just, they're meeting Harden at half court, and they're like they're – like, Half doubling team, they're like they're like one and a half teaming him. Where they're just they're having their one guy guard Harden, and then that weak side guy or that strong side guy nearest to Harden is like really kind of hedging off of their guy and just forcing that early pass. Right, just making just yeah, their three point shooters are uncomfortable. Virtually gone. Their their highest clip three point shooters were Eric Gordon and James Harden, and one's gone for I don't even know how many more months. I think it's like and it's also those players aren't comfortable ball handling. Exactly, they're, they're they're just throwing players out there that aren't comfortable ball handling. And, like, it's hard when you're on a team that's just catered completely to Harden, you know, holding the ball and shooting so much. Like, <laughs> he's shooting so much. I mean, last night he's 2 for 15 from 3. It's, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's a winning style. I just don't. Oh, um, speaking of game planning, do you want to touch on Ben Simmons? Because he's had a surprisingly slow start to the season. 
Yeah, Ben Simmons. Um, thirteen. He, he, six, he hit his first three. Okay, well, <laughs> pish posh. But yeah, Simmons at times, I still feel like he doesn't know what he's doing. Like when when the Sixers are in a half court offensive set. Like yeah, I, he, I still. He needs to understand his role in that power forward spot when he's when it's slowed down. They need an actual creator that's not just pushing the break. Yeah, I just don't realistically know. if you put him in the post. Granted, that pushes JoJo out, and that's a problem. But you got to work with what you got now, and he's got to just work through the post if he can, or if not, just kind of stay out to the side. It cuts. Yeah, he just. I still just don't really know what he's doing. Like you know, sometimes yeah. he's flash. Sometimes he's flashing to the elbow. Sometimes he's doing that thing where he he pushes the pace, but you know he's not shooting. So he's just gonna like kick it out for for a three, and right. maybe they'll shoot it. Maybe they'll not. Um, I don't. He's a really like unique player. I don't even really know what to do with him right now. Um, he's a big, strong Evan Turner at the moment. I mean, the Sixers will be fine. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna be the teams they're supposed to beat. But it hasn't always been the smoothest for them. You know, they've won, they've won four straight, but none of the teams. Oh, they they did beat the Heat pretty well. Yes, they um, did. But um, they got a crazy effort from Josh Richardson, who uh, he's who went Julius Irving after a time. He's been big for them. I don't know where they do without Josh Richardson. Honestly, he he puts in some big performances, um, plays both ends. But yeah, the Sixers. You know, we're gonna have to wait till the playoffs because we know we know they're gonna be there at the end. Um, yeah, I still think like Boss is playing better despite the cab injury. Hopefully, he's okay um, with that scary neck injury. Yeah, that's, but that's a sticky kind of time frame. I think I think know. he'll be. I think he'll be okay. Um, We'll I think see. it's going to take time to, like, really – because, like, you're going to be yeah. hesitant. If you're going in the lane, you're going to be like, mm, maybe I'll yeah, go a little floater instead when, of a nice lane. And Toronto's playing good basketball. Like, yeah, they are. Miami's playing really well. I, but my my opinions are pretty unchanged on the East, honestly. Yeah, I think it's going to be Milwaukee and Philadelphia at the end. And yeah. we'll just see what happens in that series. You know, it's going to be – like, it's hard. Philly's the, – like, the buffer period is over, you know. It, it's now. They're, they're in win-now mode. Yeah, QT and, time's over. Definitely. So we're gonna have to wait for the playoffs. Um, I want to pivot to some Western Conference teams though. Um, for a second, sure. I want to talk about the Denver Nuggets. I know you were really high on the Denver Nuggets preseason. I was honestly less high on them than you were. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, I can't knock what they're doing right now. They they've won five straight games. They beat the Rockets. They beat the Celtics. They beat the Suns. Um. The Suns aren't doing as well as they were before, but still have some talent. You still have to put a good game together to beat them. Um, I like how legit do you think the Nuggets are right now? I think they're they're pretty legit. They're playing <clears throat> playing is just like Spursian. It's it's a full combination of just everyone's kind of knows their role and they play through it. They're sticking to what they know and what they can do, and it's just unselfishness and it's like perfect for their system because they've just got young talent and they're growing it into that kind of mold so that's like their habits it's not just like you're coming in you're teaching them this you're like instilling it in them from a young age so they're building it into their foundation and i think like two three years down the road they're going to be like a big problem if everyone stays together minus if will barton leaves i'll cry a little bit but like i'll get over it yeah uh yeah so denver's in 12 and 3 right now second in the west um 
there's a lot to like about them. They have a lot of versatility. They have a lot of athleticism, especially at the two spot. Good young Some guns. Some young guns. Um, Jamal Murray is a very impl- impressive player who can... Gare Bear. Gary Harris. Paul Millsap is a nice yep. piece. Jokic, we know what he does. I just worry if... I think, like, if they played maybe Dallas, if they played maybe Houston in the playoffs, it would be a really nice matchup because I think they have the personnel to kind of match up with their with their guards. I think they have personnel to kind of, like, not stop, but kind of contain Luke a little bit more with their athletic kind of two guards. Same with Harden. Um, I just... I think it's. I think it would be tougher on for Houston because they got they got two kind of heads to, you know, covering the guards, and you want Jamal Murray out there, and he can't guard Westbrook or Harden. But you, you, but yeah. you can kind of sag Murray with Tim Hardaway, like you're but also okay with, there. But also with Houston, with uh, Houston, they have um, like they they have so many players out there that aren't ball handling threats that you could throw you could right. throw like Gary Harris and one of their various like you know two three hybrids like Tory Craig or. Um, you know, Malik Beasley on Westbrook, and like it's not a great matchup. But then you you stick Jamal Murray on Austin Rivers, you know, something like that. But um, yeah, I I just worry is does Denver have the firepower to compete with the Clippers and the Lakers because of their their lack of like dynamic wings? Like they don't have that dynamic three. They don't know, but I think. And this is going to come to my next point, but do you think if you were the Nuggets GM right now, would you think maybe Paul Millsap kind of a dump for one of the more expendable wings on the market? Yeah, Not really wings, but kind that's of an hybrid I- big that's an idea. Um, I don't know who is out there. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd love – like I wouldn't put Paul Millsap for this, but if they could somehow get Andre Iguodala from Memphis, I'd really like that. Um, be a nice homecoming think, for him back in the I Denver. think it'd be a perfect fit. I don't know if Eagle Dollar really wants to do that. I don't know if they're... I don't really know what the Grizz are asking for. It's a weird situation over there. They're saying they're not going to buy him out. They're saying they want to do a trade, but I think... Right, because they can get something out yeah, of him. So but everybody, but everybody, squeeze that Nobody juice. really knows what they want to give for Eagle Dollar. Um, well, I think they can just get like a second rounder, maybe another protected second rounder. Basically, they're I'm just, just waiting for it to happen. For, like minimal yeah. objects, it's gonna happen. At yeah, some point. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they get for him. But I'd like him a lot. Um, he he limits your your shooting, obviously, but um, you know, Denver just needs that three that can kind of plug that hole. Jeremy Grant gives you a little bit of that, but I honestly think he's like Jeremy Grant was a. Amazing he was a nice acquisition, but I, I still think he's more of a four. Um, oh yeah, but like he, I just think for what they got for him was just ridiculous. Yeah, no, and he fits he fits them really well. But penny stocks, you got penny stocks turned into a blue yeah, chip. I feel that, but Denver's playing really well. I just worry about that one spot. Um, it's hard when you don't have that superstar. Like I still don't think they're on the Clippers and Lakers level. I still think no, it's the Clippers and Lakers and everybody else. Um. But, you know, they're funny to watch, and they're playing really well. So, good for them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd say outside, like, you know how it's, it's Clippers, Lakers, and then the mm-hmm. rest. It's the field. I would say the Nuggets are far ahead in the field than anybody That's fair. else. Like, That's fair. Utah Jazz aren't doing, aren't doing what we thought. Mike Conley's showing a few gray hairs in his beard <laughs> now, I guess. And so the Jazz, not the Jazz, the Nuggets are young. I think they're they're kind of on that precipice. Yeah, and they have a lot not of right at the doorstep. But yeah, close. And you don't view the the Nuggets as a d- defensive juggernaut, but they just have a lot of like 
good individual defensive pieces that that gives teams right. problems. Like they give the Rockets a lot of problems in that game. Um, I mean, they held the Rockets to ninety five points, which is, I mean, every t- anytime you hold any NBA team these days to under a hundred, especially the Rockets, I mean, it's pretty impressive. So. Yeah, I think a lot of what Mike Malone's schemes are doing. I think he's a great coach. He's <clears throat> he's utilizing like his just everyone's just great solid rotation defenders. Like they can just stay in front of their man. No one's gonna like lock someone down like our Lord and Savior Frank. Yes. But <laughs> oh god, did you? Um, uh, he's he's he's. Did, he's did you see pieces. Frank miss that wide open three last night? I don't want to talk oh, about so, it. Uh, it was depressing. It was like uh, I don't want. I don't want. Any no next talk today. Can we can we do next? No next talk today, please. As long as I can just say that Julius Randle is, is disappointing me as a yes, as a, yes. that's yes. it. Okay. Um, if if anybody didn't know, yeah. Um, one other Western Conference team, I think we got to talk about for a second is the Dallas Mavericks. Um, the Dallas Mavericks seem to beat anybody not named the Knicks. Uh, they're they're rolling a five game winning streak right now too. Uh. Being some nice teams, being they beat would have been six, would have been six, but no, sir. Um, uh-uh. They just beat the brakes off the Rockets last night. Dropped one hundred thirty-seven yes. on them. Um, Luke is playing. Luca's an MVP candidate right now. I mean, he, at 20, he can do. He goes home, put up, puts up MVP stat line. Asks his boys where we drop him <laughs> and hits the Fortnite for about three hours. Yeah, I mean, I gotta be real, real Phil. I'm, you and I. Obviously, it was a long season. Who knows? They could, they could lose seven straight. I mean, but we both picked them as a team that we thought would do a little worse than teams uh, people thought they would. Maybe that was a little yeah. anti-Porzingis bias. But, That's uh, true. Yeah, there's, there's a heavy stigma. But they're looking like they're going to be in the playoff picture. They're looking... They're looking less like the kids playing around, but they're looking like actual adults in the room, which is surprising because Kristaps, I mean, he's he's flushing it out, and that's, like, I understand that. He's been gone for, what, 20 months? He's He kind of needs this time right now, and I think, like, as they're just getting better, they're just going to look more mature because for some reason, Luca looks like he has a 401K <laughs> and a mortgage already with his kids, <laughs> and he's not playing, like, a 20-year-old. Yeah, Luca does whatever he wants in the court, honestly. I mean... No defender, like he just to a fault sometimes. Yeah, he he to has the green light, but he's just one of those players where you can kind of see some players when like the defense r- ratchets up and they kind of look a little frazzled and they look like the defense um like dictates the game. You know what I'm saying? Like like Luca yeah. never lets the defense dictate the game. He's always in control. He is always the one that's dictating the pace, dictating where he's going on the floor. Right, and you never get guys like that. That's once, once every decade, basically. No, yeah, he's looking generational right now. Honestly, um, what are I don't know, I've been watching, I've been seeing every game, but what are oh, his his averages are like? Oh my god, roughly are, roughly thirty one ten and ten. Yeah, no, he's like I think it's a rebound away from like he's averaging double digits assists, nine point eight, nine point eight assists, ten point one boards. Oh, okay. That's what it is, flip flop. And then he's sh- and then he's giving oh, and he's shooting so well too. Oh, he's shooting efficiently like crazy. He's shooting Except 50%, for like fourth 50% quarter when from the floor. He need the only thing is he when he gets like the green light in like fourth quarter situations when it's close. That's really where his, his numbers start to dip. Like you see, I mean, he's shooting fifty percent from the floor basically. He's also shooting thirty four percent from three. Yeah. 
Like, he'll just, like, do step backs to the low. Like, you saw with the Knicks game, like, two weeks ago. He really just stepped back and was like, I, we're, I'm just going to let it go. And it's just a brick. Like, he's just sometimes to the point where he has the green light to a fall. Yeah, I mean, he's and he's got the keys. You got to wonder how that, like, affects him when he's, like, he's 20 right now. What's he going to do when he's, like, 25? And they're like, oh, you still you do whatever you want. Just throw, shoot lefty. I don't care. Like, what are they going to do? Like, they got to put some kind of, instill some kind of boundaries into him so he can develop. To be fair, like, no, nobody's really, just, like, stepping up in – like I mean, Porzingis is playing fine, but like if you watch the games, he's playing more of like an opportunistic style. He's getting like a lot of boards. He's um he's getting right. putbacks. You know, he's not like they're not really running the offense through him that much. Um, so it's, right, but you can set offensive sets if Carlisle uses his bevy of assets and just uses offensive sets, puts Chris Stops in the post and starts the ball there. Runs Luca around some screens. You can get open shots rather than just chucking from like forty. Feet. Yeah, I mean, hey, Luca's doing Luca. Nit nitpicking, nitpicking. Yeah, no. Sometimes just, he takes. That's the name sometimes of the game. he takes some shots that. But like, he's also makes some of those shots, and you're oh, you're yeah. left just frustrated as the opposition. But I mean, we all get there. We've all played YMCA basketball. <laughs> Chuck a bad shot. Oh, it goes. All right. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I got three or four more <laughs> in me. But. Dallas is looking really nice. Dallas and Denver are two teams that are on a roll right now. Um, I want to talk about one team that's just it's it's it was it was already bad. We talked about them on a previous pod, and it's just getting worse. Um, the Portland Trailblazers, man, they signed Melo. You love your slander. They they like they're probably the most disappointing team in the NBA right now. Honestly. Um, they dropped four straight, and it pretty much hit rock bottom yesterday, I think their game was, when they played the Cavs, and they lose to the Cavs. Um, you get seven. Uh, to be honest, if you're not playing like at competent strength, the Cavs will beat you. No, the Cavs... For some reason, that's where they hang. They just hang it like, if you're going to take an off night against us, we'll The Cavs good. play like the right way. They just don't have a lot of talent. Yeah, so like if they play actually like to the level they can, uh, easily you'll beat yeah. the Cavs. But if you just be like, ah, we'll just kind of dick around. Let someone t- let CJ take over. No, for some reason, yeah, uh, Darius Garland and <laughs> Colin Sexton are going to take over the game and be phenomenal. Yeah, man. But this Portland team, like they don't have a good team right now. They really don't. Um, you know, they, Carmelo's like playing big minutes, and like listen, we love Melo. You know, he's probably the greatest Nick I've ever watched. Which is kind of sad, but he is probably the greatest Nick we've ever watched. But man, he's he's still not he's still not a good NBA player. He's he's not. I mean, he's, I mean for the for the what the role you're putting them in, him in, it's what it's not suitable. For what him, do you want his role right to be now? And he's got no. I mean, he, he could be a spot up. He can be a good spot. You know, up. he shot over eight last night, right? From three. Yes. So yes, I'm aware. I mean, I don't know. But I'm just saying, like a spot up player with somewhat where he's like kind of he's not like a third, fourth, or fifth option. He's literally coming off the bench. Yeah. Okay. Fine. If he if he, he comes off the bench and gives you like between fifteen and twenty minutes, see like see if he see yeah, if he has exactly. Exam. He's in the corner. He's driving. He's bringing his defender in so Dame Lillard can drive in and get up, but he can't even happen because Dame's not there. So they got to they're leaning on him more than they should be because they're trying to make up for offensive loads that are kind of. Misplaced at the moment because Lillard's not there. Fair. And I mean, who's going to make up for assignments? Yeah, I mean, no, Lillard made his return last night. Um, another, but he wasn't very efficient. Um, they're forcing the ball out of his hands. I mean, he he has eight assists, but they're like 
they just don't have that good of a team right now. Their bench is really ugly. I mean, they're, they're trying everything at their bench. They're trying Scalabissier. They're trying to get Nasir Little going. They're, you know, they're even giving Gary Trent Jr. some minutes. Uh, oh, oh. Yeah, they're, they're just not – they're not where they need to be. Um, I don't know what you do with them. Do you try to make a move? Is there any way to remedy? What kind of move are you talking though? Like you talking like blow it up? Like you, you know, they're not gonna. They're not talking. They're not gonna blow it up. That's right? what I'm saying. Like they're not going to. But like, is that the is logistically the most logical sense? Like they're is not that going really to, where you should they're go. Not go. No, they're not going. To. Um, I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. Um, listen, they got three games coming up that I think they have to win all three of these games. They're they they go into Chicago, then they get at home. The Thunder at home, the Bulls. So they got to win all three of these games. Um, we'll see if they will. It will be telling if you know they drop two or they drop even three. I mean, who knows? Like they've they've lost to a lot of bad teams this year. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you go with the port with Portland. There. Have you been watching any uh, Chicago games? I mean, I saw that finish to the Hornets. That w- Levine scoring forty nine points. Yes, Levine. I'm a big Levine. I've been a big Levine fan since the UCLA. I was like, okay, he's bounced. Yeah, Levine. Le, but he Levine's full of talent. Levine's full of talent. He's just, um, I don't know if he's like a playmaker and he doesn't really play defense, but. Yeah, he does not play defense, but stars do that. You no, know? but he can shoot with, he's a really, really good shooter and he can jump out of the building. Really good off, just a really good score. He's a really good score. He's a great score. Yeah. Do you think, I've heard rumors that they're, they're looking to, to push somebody out. Maybe there's a bit too many mouths. Chicago's kind of running in place over there, honestly. Um, they've like they've been bad for a while, but they've yet to like yield that 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 really high draft pick. You know? Yeah, they haven't. They haven't really hit on it. Literally, they got what, Kobe White, Wendell Carter. It's all seven through nine. And they have Mar- yeah, Mark. They don't really marketing. Well, yeah, he's he kind of hit, but he's struggling now. But I mean, yeah, I mean, because they always kind of middle. In the like, right in the middle of the lottery, and they just don't even they don't get the luck. They might this time. I mean, the lottery's maybe, yeah, sideways. So you know, you never. I want to give a shout out to one other player in the East, um, Spencer Dinwiddie. He's hold, he's big he's holding the fort down in Kyrie's absence. Um, they've won three straight. He's putting up big numbers. He's um scored thirty last night against the Knicks in what was pretty um pretty hard fought game. I feel, Dinwiddie's like pretty underrated. I feel like he went from everybody was talking to him about him because of. He kind of came on, came onto the scene out of nowhere. So, like, I don't think he has enough love. I mean, he's a great asset for the Nets. He's only 26 years old. And he can oh, do yeah. a lot he's of a, things at point guard. He's, a he's got great piece. size. Yeah. He can, um, he can be the two-guard spot enough for Kyrie when, when everybody's back. If Joe Harris is gone by then, because basically we're thinking about next year, and Joe Harris could be getting fat checks somewhere else. Maybe, yeah. So, if they need him in that role, I mean. I mean, everybody's quick to jump on – uh, talk about Karis LeVert in terms of their their young gem, but he's been hurt though. He's hurt, and Dinwiddie's just he he's got so much offensive talent. I mean, he'll be twenty seven oh, yeah. at the end of the year, but who he, LeVert? I mean, he's still, no, Dinwiddie. I was gonna say, Le- like, well, Le- a fella. LeVert's not as like, young as people think, though. He's twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's young. young. It's young, but. That's young um, enough to still have like supreme stuff. If you can't wear supreme things, then you're too old for okay for potential in the NBA. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, yeah. So 
think that's about that in terms of the most recent week. Um, you know, the, the big things were the Clippers for me. Um, we'll see how the Celtics adjust with Kemba out. Um, we'll see how that timetable goes as well. Um, right. Hopefully yeah. he gets back sooner than later. Plus the recovery and... time of actual in-game. Yeah. I think that's going to be more of a kind of thought line that people don't consider early on. Like one of yeah. the back will probably be deferring more often than you'd expect when he's in the lane. Maybe. Hopefully not. But that's going to take some, you know, mental keying in and progression. Yeah. Um yeah, but outside that, another fun yeah. week in the NBA, and I'm I'm looking forward to getting back out of this week. Um, yeah, whole week uh, off especially of work, though, so I got, I got a lot. You got NBA full week, ball. full week off. Full week I'll off meet of you. Work. I'll see you there tomorrow. I got off after tomorrow. Yeah, so fun stuff. Gonna be watching a lot of NBA ball. Looking forward a to hoop. it. A lot of hoop. A little midweek surprise cast. Yeah, might be a bonus pod coming. Might be a bonus pod coming. For all you you out there listening. You all got it. All those, all those uh, double digit. Maybe we hit double digits on this one, Scoopers. Just exactly. get ready. Tell yes. your friends. Tell your moms. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Hoop Scoop Pod. My name is Nate with my pod pal Phil. And as always, if you like our content, first and foremost, follow us on Twitter at Hoop Scoop Pod. Listen to our podcast on all platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Anchor Podcast, if that works best for you. And we'll come right back at it with another episode of Hoop Scoop's Pod, maybe this week, maybe Surprise Pod. We'll let you guys know. But as always, another pod weekly, every weekend for your week. If you guys want the best NBA content, you know where to get it. Come back for another scoop of the hoop.